0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, July 18th. Wyoming Game and Fish Department officials killed one of the young offspring of the world-famous Grizzly 399 south of Jackson last week. 399 is known for raising multiple litters not far from busy roadways in Grand Teton National Park. The four cubs from her latest litter branched out on their own this year. Kyle Mackey of KHOL Jackson reports on how one of them got into trouble.
1: The decision to kill the sub-adult male was made in consultation with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, according to Game and Fish Public Information Specialist Mark Gokey, who says the bear had gotten dangerously habituated to humans after receiving numerous food rewards in a developed area north of Pinedale.
2: They just don't unlearn that. Um, they continue to seek out those easy meals, um, unfortunately, and tend to get bolder over time. And that's when it becomes a human safety issue.
1: Goki says euthanizing a bear is always a last resort, but that officials didn't believe relocation was an option for this grizzly because of its increasingly dangerous behavior.
2: The sub grizzly was hanging out on Porches of homes, and even while they were occupied by people and during the day, and didn't respond to hazing attempts.
1: No similar behavior has been observed among the three other offspring of 399's most recent litter, Goki says. But he also warns that bear activity will only increase between now and November. And he urges residents and visitors to secure attractants like garbage and livestock feed and maintain clean campsites in order to keep both bears and humans safe. For KHOL and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Kyle Mackey in
0: Jackson. Last year, the Aspen Valley Land Trust bought a 141-acre homestead from longtime ranchers Rex and Joanne Kaufman. It was a historic purchase, as the nonprofit will keep some ranching and farming on the land and conserve it for wildlife habitat, outdoor education, and public trail use. As part of this process, they're enlisting scientists and local experts to track plants and animals, as well as wetland and soil health. Before they open Kaufman Ranch to the public, staff at Aspen Valley Land Trust say they want to get a better sense of the land and its biodiversity. Rocky Mountain Community Radio's Eleanor Bennett reports. It's a gray morning on the homestead, which sits between the Roaring Fork River
3: and the Catherine Store Road near Carbondale. A group of about 15 scientists, students, and local experts are huddled together near the entrance to the ranch under a large open-air tent. I think
1: we are Expecting some weather today, you know, little sprinkles coming through, um, but hopefully folks have some kind of rain gear or don't mind getting wet. <laughs> um, but let's, shall we go around? I'd love to have everybody just introduce themselves.
3: That's Susan Punjabi. She's a botanist with the Colorado Natural Heritage Program at Colorado State University. Punjabi is helping lead a bio blitz on the Kaufman Ranch where the group is counting as many plants as possible in just three days.
2: I love plants too.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so glad to be here with all of you.
3: That's David Anderson, the director of the Heritage Program, who's helping with the effort. In addition to counting plants, the group will also be recording any animals they spot along the way. And several members will be heading out to take soil samples and set up plots to monitor wetland health. Bud Tim Chisholm is a conservation easement specialist with AVLT.
2: We really just want to learn from the land and see what's out here and learn about it and just see what it's telling us before we really do anything or make any big changes.
3: With that in mind, Punjabi and Anderson split the group into several smaller teams in order to cover as much of the 141-acre ranch as possible.
1: And so, I would really today like to try to get to those far, you know, further reaches of the property boundaries.
2: Maybe we should make hay while, and we are collecting a lot of plants, so therefore make hay
1: while (laughs) while
2: the sun shines.
3: Emiliano Valseca heads with Punjabi's group towards one end of the property to look for plants near a natural spring along the river. Valseca is a junior at CSU and an intern with the Natural Heritage Program. He and several other interns arrived at the start of the BioBlitz and have been camping on the ranch.
2: Yeah, we've been here ever since, sleeping here right next to the cows. The cows woke us up this morning, so it's kind of nice being reconnecting into nature and waking up from the alarm clock of Mother Earth.
3: While they've been focused on plants, Valseca says they've also recorded several animal species so far.
2: I've been able to see a couple of really cool um, animals like weasels and uh, ground squirrels that I've never seen before. These are just really, really prickly. It's called buffalo berry. The cows get lower than we can, so they walk right through this stuff.
3: That's local plant ecologist Liz Tucker, who lives right next to the Kaufman Ranch. I'm following her on a narrow cow trail through thick underbrush as she takes note of each plant we pass.
1: So this weed's called hound's
2: tongue, and it attaches to your pants like a little tongue, like it—it's got little Velcro things on its seeds, mm. and just pretty annoying stuff. My
3: dog is intimately familiar with that plant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see. When we reach the spring, everyone pulls out their clipboards and starts recording different plants. What are you writing down?
2: <laughs> oh the a couple plants that are right here. Can
3: you tell me what they uh, are?
2: One was mullein. this this is a weed. Mullein. I'm sure they already have it. And then the catnip
1: comes out of There's this. some tansy down there. It's pretty weedy right here. Yeah, it's pretty it is pretty weedy through here.
3: Meanwhile, over at one of the old cow pastures, Bud Tim Chisholm is getting ready to take soil samples. The pasture is noticeably drier than a lot of the ranch, and it's one of the main places AVLT wants to track and restore soil health.
2: So we're walking through an area that was kind of typically the ranch boneyard for a long time. So cattle have have grazed this. There's been some seeding work back here, but for the most part, this was kind of the, the spot on the ranch that for a long time was used for burn piles and for kind of throwing ranch trash and debris.
3: With him is Drew Walters, who works with CSU's Extension in Picking County, as well as the county's Open Space and Trails program.
2: Is this too bare, Drew? No, no, I think that's good. So we're taking some soil samples to send off to a lab and have tested so we can know what kind of the full makeup and biology of the soil is.
3: They're using what looks like a large drill and a tiny dustbin. Walters says this kind of soil testing and restoration work takes time.
2: It's something that we'll probably be looking at, you know, five, ten years down the road and to see how those trends evolve after, you know, Bud and his team implement the different rotational grazing and the different restoration practices.
3: In the middle of the field, Tim Chisholm stops to point out a wildlife camera and an acoustic monitor tied to an old tree limb. He says the acoustic monitor was set up by the Natural Heritage Program to capture bird songs, bats, and amphibians.
2: This is like having a herd of birders out here for a month just listening. And um, Bats also are really hard to identify sometimes, so we're really excited to see like all of the different bat species that are out here.
3: So far, they've recorded about 9 or 10 bats, which is notable because there are only about 19 species of bats in Colorado. And Tim Chisholm says the camera trap has also revealed some other exciting residents on the ranch.
2: Oh man, there's some good ones. So this winter, we found a deer carcass out there, and so we we kind of baited the, the game cam and we dragged it out. And the amount of stuff coming and snacking on it, it. was pretty awesome. A lot of coyote kind of playing with it. Mountain lion going through is probably the coolest.
3: By the end of the three-day bio blitz, the teams recorded several wildlife sightings, They also counted 150 different plant species and numerous insects and birds. Over the next several months, they'll be using this data and collecting community feedback to come up with a strategic plan for the ranch. AVLT hopes to present
0: its master plan to the community by early next year. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, July 18th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7.